Welcome to the Family Rules Podcast, where we discuss family, relationships, marriage, parenting, and everything we've learned along the way. And how to get through it all. It's me, T.J. Jackson, and with me is my wife, Frances Jackson. Hello, everyone. And we are going to give you some key strategies, tips, and rules on how to strengthen your family and help you and your family live your best lives. On today's episode of The Family Rules, we welcome our very first guest. We had a wonderful talk with NBA player Glenn Robinson III, and what impressed us both very much was not only how mature he was for his age, but what he's doing to help the world and help make his impact known. In honor of his daughter, Ariana, Glenn started the Ari Foundation. Ari also stands for Angels Are Real Indeed, helping fathers become better in fatherhood and helping families without one. I love it because at 26 years old, this is where this kid's mind is and... and Truly impressive. It's incredibly impressive. So without much further ado, let's get into our taped interview. We hope you enjoy it. Glenn Robinson, that is you, my man, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> How you doing? Man? <laughs> I'm doing good. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah. How's life in the bubble, real quick? Oh man, it's it's been uh, it's been pretty crazy to start. You know, I think uh, we had to quarantine for 36 days first off. Uh, for th- I said 36 days. We had to quarantine for 36 hours first off, um, and we're here in Orlando, and they just knocked on the door and would drop your food off right there and you would just open up and grab and no one would be there so like that was weird and then finally (laughs) you know when you get out of that stage after the 36 hours they cut a wristband off and give you a new one um that gives you access into like every like the food room like the you know the where your packages are you know to the gym you know you have a wristband that buzzes you in everywhere and if you don't you know complete your health assessment for the day and get your daily um you know corona uh check um, and test for the day, you won't let you in the building. So it's pretty high tech. It's pretty crazy. Um, okay. It's been a weird time here in the bubble, but it's cool to actually be with my, my teammates again, with my friends again, and, you know, being back on the court is, is pretty cool. Yeah, beautiful, man. You share something, or actually several things in common with me. First, you have, you were born in Gary, Indiana, right? Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. Were you raised in Gary too? Yeah, yeah, for a little bit. Then we moved when I was about uh, four or five to Maryville. Okay, cool. So I've always been around that area. Okay, cool. Well, I'm going to tell you another way you, you are similar to me. You share the name of your father. And your father, for those, was a number one draft pick in the 94 draft. And I remember your dad playing when I had more time and I was watching more basketball. Great player. But you, same name, Glenn Robinson, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, and I, I don't know if you know, Glenn, but my real name is Tito Jackson, so I was named after my father, so there's not many of us who are following, <laughs> and, and not exactly. only a, parent, a father's footstep, but with the same exact name. So let me ask you this, and this is kind of off topic, but when you, like, call to pay bills, do some people say, are you the Glenn Robinson, or are you, or someone's, because I get that all the time. So yeah, I get that all the time. I get that all the time. <laughs> it's not just you. Okay, cool, man. Just so you know, when that happens. Or, someone, or I walk into an interview or a meeting or whatever it is, and 
they'll they'll already had Google my name and then uh they were like, Oh, I was expecting someone someone older. <laughs> <laughs> like I was expecting your dad. You, <laughs> I'm telling you, sometimes when people see my driver's license, they'll say something like, You look so young for you know, I grew yep, up listening yep. to your music and I'm like, Nah, that's my father, man, but it's all good. Okay, so when you were young, did you and this is a question I always got asked with my brothers, did you have pressure following in your father's footsteps? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think that um, that's a real thing. And I think every kid kind of grows up and, and, you know, that's a hard topic. And uh, for me, I didn't like having the same name as my dad at first growing up, just because, you know, he was the number one pick, like you said, um, he's a really good basketball player. And growing up, I'm trying to find myself and just really just trying to be into basketball and doing different things because of who my dad was and always looking up to that. But then eventually, I think uh, as I became, became my own person, I went to Michigan instead of Purdue. You know, I, I just started to become my, uh, create my own footsteps. I started to like having that name because uh, it did come with recognition. It did come with um, different things that I was able to help in my advantage as well. So I think that it's always that, that thin line is just how you take it. Um, yeah. But I think as you grow older, too, now I, I, I really appreciate that as well. Um, but he did ask me if I was to have a son. I was like, I don't know. If I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep it going. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. And let me tell you what impresses me about you quite a bit, man, is, is obviously your father's accomplishments as a number one pick is impressive. But there is not many people who can follow I would say most people who have someone, like in our cases where their parent is successful, there's a motivational issue, you know? So, and I call it the price of privilege, you know? It seems like, like I grew up in a, in a, a very uh, affluent area where no one really came out of for, for sports because they just didn't have that inner drive. So what impresses me is that you did and you made it to the highest level. You know, you're, what, six years in the league? Yeah, and yeah, that's, 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 that's an amazing accomplishment. So my question to you is, Thank you. how did you avoid the price of privilege? So I actually grew up with my mom and my grandma um, in the same household, as well as uh, I have a younger brother, a year younger than me. Um, and he was a football player, so we grew up always getting into it and wrestling. We exact opposites. Um, and he's actually uh, hopefully about to sign with the Canadian League. Um, but anyways, you know, I think I survived that just by, uh, I wasn't, I seen, uh, the, the cars and the money and different things that my dad had when I would visit him in the summers, when we would get time to spend with him. Um, mm -hmm. so I wasn't impressed with those things as I grew, as I got older, because I did see them, but I was humbled by my, my mom, you know, she always kept me my brother and I, I feel like, uh, knowing who we, who we really are at the end of the day, you know, and I tell people like, no matter if you're an athlete, celebrity, whatever it is, like, who are you really at the end of the day? Who can you look yourself? Can you look yourself in the mirror and, and tell me who you really are? And can you sleep well at the end of the day? And that's really how I based my life. And I feel like I was raised. Um, so I think it was my mom, my grandma that really instilled like those, those morals in us at a young age to teach us like these different things don't matter. So then when Instagram hit, when Twitter hit and social media is going crazy, like, we weren't phased by those things or it didn't, you know, take us, take over us, you know. Kudos to them, man. It's always fascinating me about how people can do that because not many can, and I, I commend you for that. Um, Thank you. All right, let's talk about fatherhood. So you're 26 years old, so you became a young father at, what, 23? 
Yep. Yeah. Uh, my daughter's yeah, two and a half, so about, yeah, 23, 24. And I saw a clip where you talked about how you always wanted one child, or you thought you would have only one child, and you thought it would be a son. Are you always imagined it being sons? And I, I can relate to that. But I'm curious to know, are you still, I know you have your daughter, Ariana, right? Uh, yeah. Are you still only on the one child page? Um, so I think it's a hard question for me to answer. You know, I think... Uh, it's not, it's not, whatever, whatever God has in store for me. I think that if it's someone that's put into my life that, we, you know, we, we, we have that connection uh, where that relationship is valuable of a, of another life. And, you know, I think I would definitely do that. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, if not, I, I think that I, I've always wanted one child and spoil. Um, I thought I was going to be a boy. I did, <laughs> but to yeah. spoil her you know, in a good way, um, but to raise that and, and, and uh, I don't know. So we'll see. I think it's, it's to be determined. I know when you were waiting for your child to be born or even before, you had mm-hmm. some type of imagery of what fatherhood would be like with your son. But now that it's a, a, a daughter, uh, how has that changed your whole perspective of parenting? I honestly think from, from me and, and just my life, it's, it's made me better. Um, and I just know that the things that I do with my daughter, I never imagined that I would be doing. Like, you know, and it's, it's, it creates a, a different person, but it's a better person, a better version of myself. Um, I think that I never would imagine I would be doing makeup and, and, and like toes. My daughter wants to do her toes <laughs> with me, you know, and I'm like, what, what's going on, you know? But it, it creates that, that love, that genuine care, those type of um, things that I think that, you know, not only she's finding her, she'll find her first love and what to look for in men as she grows older, um, but it also creates that bond and that, those special moments with me. Um, and that's what, what life is really about. And I think that when you do have a, a child and you see your child, um, you know, growing every day, every day matters, every week matters. Um, I think that it's something special about really seeing that and spending that time with them. Hey, Glenn, this is Francis, uh, hey, TV's wife. And I was actually looking through your your foundation a bit, and I was really intrigued about how many families you guys have helped. Um, it's the Ari Foundation, correct? Yes, yeah, yep, it's the Ari Foundation after uh, my daughter Ariana. So you named it after her? Yep, after her. Um, so we call her Ari for short, and then Ari stands for Angels Are Real Indeed. Um, and I just kind of thought of that um, just because I think the, some of the work that just kind of that we're doing is is just helping families and our mission is to empower fathers and help um, the fatherless families. Um, so we've helped single moms, we've helped different families for, you know, whatever reason that the father might not be there. And right now, I think with the pandemic and everything that's happened, um, we've really seen a lot of people enjoy the resources that we're, we're giving them. So like top five, like car seats to put in your, in your, in your car, like, top five different real estate ideas for fathers and, and just, just trying to provide a resource, a outlet to where you can go as well to just try to maximize what being that father really means. That's really amazing what, what your foundation does. Um, how can we, our listeners, us, anyone listening to us today, how can we get involved? You can get involved on, so we, on our website, refoundation.org. You know, we do have a donations page, but I think that there's other ways that we can educate ourselves, and then we also have um, a helpline on our website as well um, if there is immediate help um, there is pages that you can fill out but you can there is a get involved page as well to fill out and, and to be able to give back and to help um, our communities and um, I'm really helping all over just because 
Um, we're based in Indianapolis, but I'm constantly traveling, constantly on different cities and different teams. So we've we've seen tremendous like help in families throughout the country so far. What made you start the foundation, Glenn? Um, I think just after my daughter was born, I really wanted to create a legacy for her, you know, and I'm uh, just thinking about that. I'm like, what can I leave behind? Something that um, she would really find impactful, um, but just not only my genuine love for her, but to show her just my genuine love for myself and and, and how much, uh, how giving of a person that I truly am. Um, and those are things that just make up me. And how can I leave that for her, for her to really see for herself uh, without me just telling her? So it's not just by putting her name on it, but everything behind the foundation kind of has a meaning. Like we use teal in our color because uh, Aquamine is the March 22nd she was born, and that's her birthstone color, um, as well as, you know, if you purchase things from our website, um, 100% of the proceeds go back uh, to the foundation, and you also get a sunflower seed packet. Uh, we use sunflowers because that was the first thing that I planted with my daughter. We planted a sunflower together. Um, and we give, try to give that experience to other fathers and other families um, and just pass that joy along. Love wow. it. That's Love great, it. Glenn. That's really cool. Yeah, I was I was going through the Ari Foundation. So all of our listeners, make sure you like the foundation. Uh, make sure you become an active, you know, because, look, I, I commend you, man. There's not many people who are doing this at 26 years old and doing it with the passion and, and, and the drive that you are. So I commend you. Um, and, and, and and one thing I want to say is you had a recent post that uh, I'm not going to quiz you on, but I wanted mm-hmm. you to elaborate on, on Ari Foundation. It's The post was called Top Five Truths for Fathers. So I'm going to yeah. run through the five. I just wanted you to elaborate on each one. Okay. So this is from Ari's Foundation. You can go on Instagram again. Give it a follow. Truth number one for fathers. Being perfect isn't realistic. What do you mean by that? Or what, what should we take from that? Um, I think that, you know, as I think of this list, I think of not only um, kind of just myself, but expanding it to everyone and not just what I go through daily. Um, but being perfect isn't realistic. Like, I know myself on the court, I'm not going to hit every shot. But I, when I attempt to just try my best in everything, I have the best, I have my greatest results when I'm not thinking too much. Um, so I think that as fathers, as men, like we, we're not going to be mom. We're not going to be the same parent. But it's okay to just be ourselves and, and not feel like we have to be perfect all the time because I feel like that's kind of when mistakes happen. Nice. Okay, number two, actions speak louder than words. I think uh, any amount of words that I try to say um, is never going to just amount to what you can create and what your actions can really do and show someone. Um, and a perfect example is like we talked about with the foundation and kind of creating a legacy for my daughter. You know, I can show her more than more than I can tell her what I did, you know, showing her these things and the genuine love that we're giving back to people uh, in her name as well, I think um, is amazing. Number three, money won't solve problems. Yeah. You know, um, I've seen in, play with, played against, you know, guys, and you, they, you you see people make all this money, but at the end of the day, that's not what makes them happy is family. And you see, especially with what's going on in today's society, um, you know, with coronavirus and everything, people are realizing, I think, family and, and what what is what truly matters and what matters at home. 
love it. Yeah, number four, never take a day for granted. I think that, you know, we're not, um, you know, granted any every any day, you know. I think that every day you wake up, you know, you, I just try to count my blessings and realize that, you know, it can be over at any time. So just trying to make every second, every minute out, and uh, especially try to be there for my daughter. That's great. Okay, and the fifth and final, which is one I can relate to, you can't make everyone happy. Yeah, that one is just flat out, you know, I had to learn how to say no. I had to learn how to, you know, do different things. Can't leave everyone tickets to the games, you know. It's just different, <laughs> you know, it's different things that you have to learn, but you can't make everyone happy, you know, and you have to realize that yourself comes first before you can make people happy, anyone happy first. So I think mm-hmm. that, that that list, you know, I tried to create just to get the people people to think about themselves, fathers to think about themselves, and I think that one thing for me is, you know, I, I try to always be a great father and great and be there for my daughter. But I try not to forget about my life as well and my career and the goals and the visions that I have as well. And I think that that's important for fathers out there to know is always remain focused on your goals, your visions as well, because that is how you can help your, your daughter, your son as well. Love wow. It. Love it. Glenn, I have to give your your grandmother and your mother major, major and your father, your family, yeah, yeah. major props because they they raised an amazing gentleman. I can tell with everything that you're doing and everything that you're you're trying to put positivity out there in the world for families, and that's beautiful. Yes, sir. I appreciate yes, it. Thank you so much. Beautiful, Glenn. We're not going to take any more of your time, man. I know you're on a busy schedule, but we're we're rooting for you. Those Sixers, we're we're, <laughs> we're there for you. We're going to be watching and supporting you, man. But before we let you go, I have one more question for you. Yes, sir. What is, in your opinion, what is the most important thing a father can do for their child? Most important thing, and I've asked this, that's a great question. I've asked it to uh, Stephen Curry, Draymond Green. They were my teammates last year, uh, the beginning of this year, actually. And um, the common answer that I hear and I agree with is just to be there. You know, um, we all can't spend maybe as much time as we want to with our children um, all the time, but as long as you're making an impact and you're there, um, they'll they'll notice that and they'll go along. That'll go a long way. And just being present while you are there, you know, not being on the phone, you know, and just being present and showing that genuine love. That's what we can do, and that's how we make the most impact. I think. Yeah. Glenn Robinson is it Glenn Robinson the third? Is that how we say it? Should yes, we sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you guys have heard it. Glenn Robinson the third from Ari Foundation. Thank you so much for joining the Family Rose Podcast, and and you take care. And, and again, God bless you. Stay safe, and, and much love, Glenn. Thank you all for having me. I appreciate it. Good to meet all you, right, too. Glenn. All right, man. Take care. Okay. See you. Later. Glenn Robinson III, I think so highly of that young man. I'm proud of what he's doing. To learn more about how you can help fathers and families in need, go to arifoundation.org. If you are liking this podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite podcast listening apps. It really helps. And make sure to tell a friend. Thank you for listening. Thanks for joining us today. And make sure you subscribe or follow us. And finally, remember, love love is the answer. answer.